examples. Well, actually, it was basically three examples. The hard mm -hmm. shell is what protects its organs so that predators cannot attack it. And the flexible neck and the legs could go underneath the shell, too. Boom. And then the offensive adaptation. For example, porcupines in terms of threats like from predators. And then imagine a small animal that has thousands of quills on its body. This is a special characteristic. So when a predator gets too near, those quills uh, become loose and then they embed the predator, okay? And it, it it's, it's known for them to stay away, all right? And so you got about probably seven to 10 seconds of an introduction. Mm -hmm. The defensive adaptations will be from the 10 seconds to up to about 35 seconds. And then from 35 to let's say about 30, uh, 55 seconds, you're going to have your offensive adaptation. This is exactly what we need to accomplish. I think your biggest problems now, the biggest problems for a lot of students are the transitions from the introduction to the first idea, the first idea to the second idea. Make it easy for yourself. All right. So the lecture is about the two different types of, um, got it? The first adaptation mm -hmm. is a defensive adaptation. You don't have to say the lecturer. And you don't even have to say the lecturer two times. And I tell you that because there are so many students out there who say the lecturer gives an example of a defensive adaptation. You're wasting too much time. You're putting too much coherence. Yes, there is a thing called too much coherence. You put that into, obviously, your speaking, it kills your time. Next thing you know, you're transitioning from the defensive to the offensive at about 42 to 43 seconds. Boom, you're not going to finish on time. And remember, those Indians, they want you to have a little bit of a conclusion at the end. And this is our, and these are the two, or I'm sorry, and these are the two adaptations that animals have. You don't have to say, or if you do have more time, if you finish at about 50 seconds, you could say, and these are the two adaptations provided by the lecturer in regards to animals surviving in dangerous environments. However long, yeah, that's too fucking much. But however much time you have at the end, prolong it. If you got 50 seconds, you better make shit up like I just did. I made that shit up. Okay? If okay. you got 55 seconds, you're going to say, and these are the two adaptations that animals have. It depends how, much, how many seconds you have at the end, okay? That's what it comes down to. Now, remember, we had already taken some notes and stuff like that. So what do you think is your biggest difficulty? What's the biggest problem for you? Well, maybe to, I think I kind of start knowing how to take notes. Yesterday, I practiced with the, with the videos that you sent to me. Good. And I start like taking notes at the same time as you take notes, took notes. And then I think the difficult part to me is to start like, thinking what I'm going to say. Mm. Introduction. Like to start, yes. Okay. But I need to like start a, like a flow conversation. That's the, the main thing of the speaking. But I think I need to do it. <laughs> right. To have, right. A, to have a 30 of 30. So it's the coherence, Marcus, to go from yes you know, to go from one area to go from the introduction into the transition mm -hmm. transition into the first and from the first to the mm -hmm. second 
to the second and, and then the conclusion at the end it's like four of them right there's yeah. about four and that's the key well that's that's the key of all of that exactly exactly so let's check this out okay i think i'm actually sharing i don't know if i'm sharing the sound let me just hurry up and check i sure am okay so we're gonna go into another speaking question four mm -hmm. now here okay. we go this is explain the two benefits of animal domestication for early humans okay now let me hurry up and sum up this mm -hmm. question is going to come up at the end of the audio on your test mm -hmm. so if you now again i still advise you to take notes at the beginning please do not do what i do in terms of you know explaining the two benefits and you know, it, I could just hurry up and write down that question at the end and just say, the lecture is about the two benefits of animal domestication for early humans. It's not always going to be that, <laughs> it's not always going to be that black and white. There's going to be a hell of a lot of gray areas. So always remember, the lecture is about the two something. Now, I don't want you to get comfortable. First. The lady, exactly, the first to second, make it easy for yourself. This is not a template. These are coherent markers so that you don't get lost. I was, uh, yes. I was, you know, teaching a student this morning, the speaking question one, Andrena, and boy, her mind, just like everyone else's goes all over the place, you know, mm -hmm. and the way she sees questions is totally different from the way I see questions. So the goal is to gain perspective. Perspective is probably one of the most important words in the, in the God, uh, in the solar system. In this solar system, I don't know about other ones. I don't know about all that. But in this solar system perspective, if you can gain perspective in other insights from what other people and how they approach it, oh, this is when you shoot up to a stardom, okay? And so let's dive into this. I'm just going to take a couple of notes, but again, I already have my coherence at the very beginning. Always okay. got to keep that there. And so what's going to happen is I'm going to take notes just in case, just as I had shown you in the first 14 minutes before all hell broke loose the last time I saw you. Okay, so here we go. Let's do this. I'm going to hurry up and write this down. You can write down a couple of things, too. We can compare, okay? Tres, dos, uno. Uno. <laughs> Listen to part of a lecture in a history class. When early humans wanted to eat meat, they hunted wild animals. That's how humans got meat for thousands of years. But then, around 10,000 years ago, humans began to domesticate animals. That is, they began to control animals, to feed them, to raise them. And the domestication of animals had a number of benefits for early humans. Let's talk about a couple of these benefits. Boom. One benefit of animal 31 seconds. 31 seconds. Perfect. So, in the real world, all right, in the real world, what's going to happen is you're not going to see the questions to the end. You're going to write down something similar to what I had written down. Now, you mm -hmm. heard that there was a bunch of blah, 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 considering that it was literally 30 seconds of bullshit. All mm -hmm. I wrote down is that humans hunt animals. But am I going to include that? Nope. nope. All right. Now, domesticate animals, number of benefits for them. That is the important part. So the lecture is about the two benefits ways. Okay. that humans got from domesticated animals. I know it's a little bit different. I started here, the two benefits that humans mm -hmm. got went up here 
from domesticating animals. Now, obviously, I had to add in some suffixes and some prefixes and all that other good stuff, but there it is. All right, that's exactly what I want of what I wanted to show you. So the next audio that we do, let's see how you go about breaking it down, okay? But nonetheless, let's write down the two, okay? Three, mm -hmm. two, and one. Let's talk about a couple of these benefits. Here we go. One benefit of animal domestication was that it provided early humans with a more consistent and reliable source of meat. When early humans hunted wild animals, Sometimes they were able to find and catch the animals, but other times they weren't. So wild animals were not a reliable source of meat. But with domesticated animals, meat was always available. For example, goats were one of the first animals to be domesticated. They were easily controlled and organized into herds led by a person, a shepherd. So they could accompany groups of people as they moved from place to place. And whenever the people needed meat, they could eat the goats. <gasps> They were always available. Another benefit of animal domestication was that domesticated animals could supply a variety okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. of- Let's stop right there. That was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. And you know what? I have a bad habit like other students in terms of writing down too much. Did I have to write all that down? No. I did get stuck. And if you go back and watch this, you're going to be like, huh, he got stuck right there. And now he's playing catch up. He got stuck. He's playing catch up. Well, let's break down exactly what that was. Now, the first idea is that it provided them with a consistent source of meat. Before mm -hmm. domestication, humans had to hunt animals. And sometimes they got them, sometimes they didn't. Therefore, it wasn't such a reliable source. Before this, after, with domestication, they always had meat readily available. For example, goats were domesticated in herds led by someone by the name, like a shepherd. And so anytime they needed meat, they just ate the goat. Now that's me saying it based on what I had written down, but not <gasps> looking at my notes. There was the consistent source of meat, the before and the after. After, mm -hmm. There's three. It's not like you have to write every single word there, 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 there throughout the entire process, right? <sighs> okay, now let's go into the second segment. Did meat, they could eat the goats. They were always available. Another benefit of animal domestication was that domesticated animals could supply a variety of foods other than meat. When early humans hunted wild animals, the only kind of food they got was meat. But domesticated animals were able to supply, in addition to meat, other kinds of food products. For example, let's take a look again at domesticated goats. Live goats produce milk. So early humans could collect the milk and drink it. And they could also process the milk and turn it into other kinds of food, like yogurt and cheese, which could be stored. Did she say yogurt? Tea yogurt. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Which could be stored. Okay. Now that one was a little bit easy. Now, provided yes. them with a variety of different foods other than meat. When early humans hunted, the only food was meat. However, with domestication, they could supply other products. Going back to the previous example. Example. Ah, <laughs> so you don't have to say, for example, goats. No, no, no. Just say, going back to the previous example. 
live goats to produce milk. And then early humans, they could actually collect it and drink it, process it, and turn it into cheese and yogurt, which could be stored. Now, then the conclusion. I, I have all my notes there, but I have a lot of it here in my head. And I'm just like, you know what? Let me just take it and go with it. Go, 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 go. That makes it a lot easier. Now, Daniela, your thing is, and a lot of people's thing is, please do not feel like you have to write down every single thing, okay? Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing. That's exactly what I want you to realize, all right? So mm -hmm. here we go. What I'm going to do, I'm going to lift this bad boy up over here. And mm -hmm. now we're going to practice without looking at the question. Remember, the lecture is about the two something. Your goal here is going to be the introduction. And that's right. And that is right. Let's see what you do in terms of this introduction as well as I. So here we go. Listen to part of a lecture in a psychology class. When we think about the past, when we try to remember the past, we remember some things better than others. And why is that? Well, there are a few different explanations. One explanation is that we remember something. Wow. That's it. <laughs> That's, That's it. it. That's a little hard. The lecture is about how it is easier to remember, to remember things some... in the past than other things. What, the fuck? what does that even mean? Remember things in the past and other things. Okay, hold on. The lecture is about how easy it is to remember something wait, wait the lecture is about how we remember things easier how oh, we remember something easier than others or maybe the lecture is about how it's easy how it is easier for someone to remember things that than others ah there we go that's for it some, that's the language or for that's some it. people or for some people to remember things than others that's it. That's it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I was like, hold on. I'm getting to the, I needed that language. I, I lost my language. <laughs> I lost my English. It happens. All right. And so now here we go. This is going to be a little hard because obviously this is a little psychology. All right. Yeah. Psychology, it, you know, there aren't going to be that many concrete examples. Let's just put it that way. So let's dive in. Now I'm going to go back just a little bit and let's. Explanations. One explanation is that we remember something better if we already have some previous knowledge about it, some previous understanding of it. Boom. For example, let's say you're going to go to a classical music concert. If you don't know anything about classical music before you go to the concert, you probably won't remember many details of the concert later on. For example, if somebody asks you about the concert a year later, you probably won't remember what pieces the orchestra played, what order they played them in, and so on. On the other hand, if you already know a lot about classical music before you go to the concert, for example, if you've been studying and playing classical music for many years, it's probably going to be much easier for you to recall the details of the concert later on. Another explanation is oh, that we remember I, better... All right, all right, all right. There's a before and there's an after. No. Yes. There's a with knowledge and there's a, I'm sorry, there's without knowledge and there's a with knowledge. All right. So let me hear your notes. Let me hear your notes, Daniela. 
I didn't write any notes. Sorry. You you didn't write down any notes? No, you don't tell me to write. Oh, okay, okay. So you're just watching it. Okay, all right, all right. I'll yes, let you slide yes. here. Okay, all right. No problem. No problem. Okay, so one explanation. Okay on how we remember things or some things better than others is when we have previous knowledge. So here we go. One explanation is having previous knowledge. That's the simpler form. I wrote down a lot just to show you. Sometimes the more you write down, the more confusing it is. So here we go. For example, like going to a musical concert. If you don't know anything about classical music, you probably won't remember many details, such as someone asking you, Hey, what pieces were played? You wouldn't remember anything, including the order or blah, 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 blah. I'm just going from the top of my head without reading it. However, if you have a lot of knowledge, such as you studying or playing, it's probably easier to recall some of the details later on. Ta-da. All right. So. Okay, now yeah, I'm going to okay. write the second explanation. Okay, okay. All right, you're going to write the second one, right? Okay, let's see. <laughs> Let's see how, let's see how you go. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. I know. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So here we go. Let's do it again. Concert later on. Another explanation is that we remember better when there's something unusual or different about what we're trying to remember. For example, let's say you're in a class at a university, a big class with over 100 students in it. A year later, which of those hundred students are you most likely to remember? Probably the ones who were unusual or different in some way. Maybe a man who was exceptionally tall or a woman who was exceptionally intelligent. The fact that these students were somehow different from the other students will make them easier to remember. Okay, so did you have to say exceptionally tall or exceptionally intelligent? No, I wrote down tall man, smart woman. Sometimes mm -hmm. we could simplify the things that we hear. And if, and again, when it falls on deaf ears and when we hear it the first time, we feel obliged to hurry up and, oh, I have to write down everything. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. You could simplify it by saying, okay, tall man, smart woman. Ta-da. Mm -hmm. All right. So what did you write down, Daniela? Okay, right. The second explanation. We remember better unusual things that we try to remember. For example, class of university from a hundred students. We remember unusual unusual people. I don't know. Unusual people. People, intelligent right. people, Good. different to other students that are, that it is easier to remember. Okay. All right. Now, the thing is, you're missing a little bit. You're missing out on that example. Right. And so, but I, but I remember. Okay. But you remember it. So you're going to be able to you know, state that. Okay. Just yes. making sure. Now, the thing is, in TOEFL, uh, I remember one of my students, a pharmacy student, probably about two years ago. Uh, she's like, oh, yeah, you definitely have to have, you know, you definitely have to have the, uh, what is it, the examples that go along with everything? Because if you don't, you're going to miss out on a portion of the mark. Indians are not going to be too happy. Okay, so good, good. So here we go. Let me give a nice little run through in regards to all of this. Tres, dos, uno. The lecture is about how easy it is to remember some things better than others. 
the first explanation that the professor had given, hold on, whoa, whoa, whoa. the lecture is about how it is. Oh, okay. Let me try that again. I felt like I missed out on something for some reason. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let me try it again. Three, two, one. The lecture is about how easy it is to remember some things better than others. The lecture gives an example of how having previous knowledge you see this? I'm showing you exactly how difficult it is if you don't know exactly what your coherence is going from the introduction to there. Now, if I had said, oh, okay, one explanation in terms of remembering something better is having previous knowledge. See, if I go based on how I did my notes, fantastic. But when I said the lecture gives an example about how having pre... See, I'm trying to create things. And when I try to create things at the time of speaking, I fumble over my words. I stutter and things fuck up on a scale that's unimaginable. So remember to trust your notes and make things easy. Let me go back again. Three, two, one. The lecture is about how it is easier to remember some things better than others. One explanation in terms of remembering something better is by having previous knowledge. For example, going to a musical concert. If you don't know anything about classical music, you probably won't remember any of the details. If someone were to ask you a year later about it, you probably would not remember any of the pieces or the order they were played in. However, if you knew a lot, such as if you had studied or played classical music, it would probably be easier for you to recall the details later. Another explanation is remembering something unusual or something different. For example, if you were in a university class, such as a big class, like where there were many students, a year later, which of those students would you remember? Probably the ones that were different, such as the tall man or the smart woman. The fact that they were different made it easier to remember. Whoa, 59.9, God damn. You know what's crazy? And I think the most difficult part, if you looked at my notes, but if you heard what I was saying, totally different in terms of the grammar.